last week on Lore Seekers. He has a thing for Lyris, doesn't he? Oh, he totally has a freaking thing for Lyris. I mean, like, he swiped Are left the... on that. Or is he it right? right? He swiped right. It's right. It's the other way around. I, really, <laughs> I don't use that app. <laughs> you can tell we're married, dude. Like, is it left or right? Up, down. Yeah, left for ugly, right for hell yeah. <laughs> I'm finally getting to talk about necromancer abilities right on Lore Seekers. It makes me so happy. All right. So, dude, 40 days. We're like 40 some odd days oh away from gosh. this. I... The Daedric Prince of Darkness has also been known to punish and chastise. I mean, it is nocturnal. So this is how a witch becomes a Hagraven. Greetings, travelers. Welcome to the Law Seekers podcast. Grab an ale and join our two adventurers as they share their tales of misadventure in the land of Tamriel. Here they are at their usual table. Jibs and cash. Ooh. Oh, that's a load off my weary oh, back. Oh, yeah. Oh, they put a cushion on this one. Oh, my gosh. That's not a cushion. Oh. You're just getting fatter. Oh, no, oh. I'm not. No, I'm loud. not. You watch your mouth. I've lost <laughs> even more weight, sucker. <laughs> I've lost. I'm borderline 10 pounds now in a week. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, baby. Keto awesome. life. I love it. Right. It's good stuff. Good stuff. How you, how you doing, man? You doing good? I'm doing, doing real good. good. I've had a yeah. busy, 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 busy week again. Oh, well, hang on just a second. Hang on. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. Barmaid. Ooh. Barmaid. What can I get you, boy? Oh, dear. You know what? I want the biggest pile of mead that you can, you know, just big A pile of mead. You know, big old just. I want to just chug that. You know what I mean? A pile of mead? I mean, just, you know, she knows what I mean. She's, stop smiling. Ooh. Stop. Okay. Now you're laughing. Now you're being ridiculous. All right. Just order. I'll, so, I'll have a wizard's whiskey, please. Wizard's Coming whiskey. Right All right. Coming right up. I see that smirk. All right. She's going to spit in your drink for sure. She probably, probably has done that on many occasions. <laughs> so what's going on, man? Tell me, tell me all about your week. I've had a really, really busy week. Uh, I can sum it up. My ESO life for the last week has been summed up in um, one word. Balls. Ritz. Ball kick? Oh. Ball kick would be two words, but that's okay. Else. Oh. That's okay. Uh, no, Ritz. Okay. I've been doing a lot of writs, and I know that I'm not doing as many writs as some, yeah. but um, on my um, 10 plus characters, I'm doing writs every single day, and I'm behind today. Oh my gosh. You're I'm behind. behind today, because I had, like, it's been a full, like, week of work, and then a week of ESO, and then I got I got home. Real quick story, um, for any of you parents out there that have kids in high school, they have a program called Every 15 Minutes. Uh-huh. Which is basically like a live action reenactment of a um, drunk driving crash scene. Uh-huh. Um, and I work in public safety, so I've been part of many of these before. Um, they had it at my daughter's high school, and I actually got to take part in that again today. And the best part is, my little girl, my little princess, my little freshman in high school, she did all of the special effects makeup wow. for yeah for the event. And, That's awesome. Uh, she just crushed it. So it was kind of a family endeavor today. That's awesome. At her high school, yeah. So it's been a lot of prep for that, and then just watching her thrive today made me very very happy. If you're interested in special effects makeup, 
go follow her. Coffin Cookie, K-O-F-F-I-N, Cookie with a C-O-O-K-I-E. She's really, really good. Underscore SFX. She's on Instagram. She's really, really good. So anyway, a little plug for She's my amazing. baby girl. She's amazing. How about you, Throughout, buddy? Oh, man. Whew. It's been a giant kick in the nuts for my ESO playtime this past week. Uh, so we, for those of you who don't know, I don't even know why I'm saying this because it's just a giant tease. And I don't mean this, but we started something, a massive behind-the-scenes uh, upgrade for Lore Seekers. And uh, that has sucked the the life out of a lot of my ESO game time. Out of so, you, I literally am like the consultant in this process. It's kind of it's kind of true, yeah. But um, no, so we've been going uh, prepping things for a big upgrade for Lore Seekers, and then uh, yeah, I've been doing Ritz. I said I wasn't going to do it, but man, I just dove headfirst into Ritz. I got three characters. I'm doing them on. Uh, you know, I'm. I'm I'm having a good time. It's allowing me to go back and to, to Somerset again. And I'm just, every time I go there, you know, like when you're running from the crafting area up to the way shrine, it, you have a tendency to look up because you're going up these steps. And I look up and I just see this massive architecture. And I'm just like, oh, you're so good. You're mm-hmm. so good. She's a pretty game. She's a very yeah, pretty game. She's really pretty. I happened to do my Ritz in Vardenfell, and um, I enjoy it there. It's nice because it's I have a little, I got like a little run around that I do. I go pick up one, I do my three, I go pick up the other set of Ritz, and I do my three, and then I just go to the docks and drop them off, and then log out, <laughs> log back into my next character. <laughs> but um, I'm having a good time because what it's forcing me to do all these Ritz, and if, if you're not sure what's going on, this past week. Um, ESO has had their anniversary event going on, their five-year anniversary event. So you can get your five-year anniversary cake, which gives you a fat, big, giant um, boost for Mm. your XPs Mm -hmm. while you're doing these said things. And if you do any crafting dailies, which include your writs, um, basically what you have to do is you have to make sure that your character has been certified in all of the crafting disciplines in order to be able to pick up writs. So once you pick these writs up from the bulletin boards in all your major cities, you can finish these crafting dailies and you are awarded with a very nice uh, prize box every day. And then if you have done the entry... um, quest to get your cake for the five-year anniversary it's a memento and if you use that memento once a day you get your two tickets to um either buy or evolve your indrik there short synopsis of what's going on this weekend yes thanks thanks you did thanks did i do good you You did good you did good okay so uh i did a i did a thing i did a new thing did Did you roll a new character uh, no, I rolled a new mini-series for Lore Seekers. Oh, yeah, that little thing. Absolutely, you did. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, so uh, for those of you who don't know, it, you had something hit your feed, and you're like, what is this? Um, we started a new mini-series, and really it's in your hands. I really need feedback. You know, If this is something you guys want me to continue doing, I need feedback as much as possible. And uh, for a long time... Cash and I have been talking, you know, behind the scenes. I'm like, man, I want to give, I want to do something, you know, like give them lore 
while from me from my perspective while I'm on the go and um, and call it side quests like just little snippets of lore just you know just a little taste of the glory and uh, <laughs> <laughs> well the funny part about it is I love I love that you're doing this and guys this is straight from Jibs's amazing brain um, his side quest project and I love it because most of the time with the lore on our show, it's it's me researching and doing it. And I think Jibs really wants to dive wanted to dive in himself. So to see him mm-hmm. do this like this just it warms my heart totally. Um, mm-hmm. but I love that you called it side quests. Because it's Thanks. side side quests are like the freaking the things that just take your attention away when you're in the middle of trying to do your main quest and squirrel side quest. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't, that is, that is what derails you in any Elder Scrolls game and just, you know, a lot of RPGs out there in the first place are side quests. So I'm, I love it. I'm giving you my feedback right now. I want it to last forever. I don't ever well, I want it to end that. ever. You. Very much. I really appreciate <laughs> yeah. that. I, it, yeah. It's been something that's been, we've been sitting on for a while and what we've kind of coined a phrase in the back. And I kind of said this on, on the, the first one, the first one was about Satanine. And, uh, you know, kind of going what that city really represents. And when you're going through there, you know, in Elder Scrolls Online, when you see that city, you're not just seeing some, you know, podunk village. You kind of are, but, I mean, you know, it's it's more than that. It's You are seeing the representation of thousands, hundreds of thousands of Elder Scrolls fans. That was their beginning, that city, right there predating all the way back to Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowind. And so we kind of talk about Satanine a little bit. It's only, you know, they're only going to be roughly, I don't know, however long it takes me to get to and from work. So 10 to 15 minutes. <laughs> but uh, I appreciate that. I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad you liked it. I think we're going to do if more. If there's any road rage episode or uh, incidents in the middle of your cast, you must, I'm telling you right now, you must keep them in the recording. <laughs> F-bombs and everything. Mother! <laughs> <laughs> and so these days you how were to two- drive are you kidding me <laughs> today we're talking about the day you <laughs> <laughs> oh i shouldn't but anyway so yeah you know we did that uh it came out today if you haven't had taken a, had a chance go take a look take a listen let me know what you think i it's in your hands whether we keep that going or not but anyway <sighs> are you ready I'm always ready, my friend. Let's do this. You are always ready. Well, everybody, welcome. Highlight of welcome. my week. It is the highlight of your. It's the highlight of my week. I look forward to it every single week. It's like a perfect shot of adrenaline every time. Every time. Well, everybody, welcome back. This is the Lore Seekers podcast. Where are we at? Volume three, episode nineteen. Coming up on the close of volume three soon. I think. Yeah, yeah, we are close it's of time. volume three. It's I'm time. looking for his head to shake. It's time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So, yeah, we're coming up with the close of Volume 3. We're your hosts. I am Jordan Butts, or Jibs for short, and I'm joined by Cash. It's been an exciting week. It really has. Um, this, I was talking to some of our lore seekers uh, in Guild Chat last night, and this week in particular, when we are getting so much loot, is mm-hmm. really the moneymaker week of the year. Mm-hmm. For people, and um, and yeah. it really is true. You get so many motifs that you already have uh, that you end up like selling or trading. And one of the things that I'm really, really happy about seeing 
in the, in our community and in the community uh, wide is that people are trading. There's lots of trading going on out there as opposed to price gouging and stuff like that. So yeah. it makes yeah. me uh, pretty happy to see all that. Yeah, it's a really unique time. It's great for sellers, you know, because they're getting that that really rare stuff, particularly worm cult. Worm cult right now, that price I imagine is shot up. Um, but uh, you know, it's great for buyers as well because you know, and not the high end, you know, uh, motifs, but maybe the lower ones. So you're thinking like maybe glass, maybe ebony, um, you know, that kind of thing. You know, there's a really good chance that, that stuff's going to start flooding the market. So it's a it's a seller and buyer's market right now in the auction. Right. Right. It's it's just a good time. A lot of people are making their money during this week of the year. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, last week on the show, that was I walked away from that show like out of breath. <laughs> yeah, and you know what's funny is I didn't yeah. hear one person complain about the length of our last show, which makes me love all you people. Yeah, amazingly. I know. I know. It was like 2 <laughs> hours and 25 minutes. <laughs> I know. But uh yeah, so last week we did uh, let me list this here. A full recap of Bethesda Game Day's live stream. That includes everything that we saw with Elsewhere, Sunspire Trial, um, what they did showcase a little bit with uh, the Necromancer. And then we talked about the five-year event, the five-year, wow, five-year event, five-year anniversary event that we're doing right now. And then the uh, Crown Store Showcase for April. A full list of abilities for the Necromancer. We went top to bottom over that dude. And let me tell you, if you are interested in Necromancer... Go back to episode 18 for volume 3 and just enjoy 45 minutes of skills talk. Does anybody else kind of find themselves a little bit lost right now because they're waiting for the necromancer and it's That's just what like I've this been It's this period of limbo where it's like I want to play this class so bad that you 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 kind of have a hard time getting into too much other stuff, which is why I love these events because these the um, community wide events are a really nice distraction mm-hmm. until late May. Oh yeah, when this yeah. thing drops. So I just I'm kind of at that spot, but I'm finding myself thinking a lot about my first necro character from like an, mm-hmm. an RP mm-hmm. slash backstory point of view. Yeah, absolutely. I'm finding myself at. Like last year in Somerset, I was going back through what we did last year. Um, I, I don't remember where I saw it. I don't know if it was through the screenshots or that we, you know, just through Lore Seeker files. And, uh, oh, I know what it was. Yeah, it was a mix of that and then in-game. I was, so I was sitting there looking at, you know, the Somerset, you know, all the pre-order stuff that you got and the new stuff for this one. And I am finding myself, and I said this before and I'll say it again, I am just in a hover pattern, man. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting and waiting. This is this expansion means like I love Somerset. That was such a beautiful expansion. Possibly hands down the most beautiful expansion that I've ever experienced ever. Oh yeah. For ever. sure. Ever. And uh you know this one is has its own its own thing to it. And I mean like I'm just I think what really what this is doing more than anything is it's really helping solidify what kind of player I am. Like, I'm going through tunes. Do I really need you? No. Okay, you're gone. Do I need you? Am I going to really play you? Am I being I'm being honest with myself? And I'm just like, are you going to play him, Jibs? Are you really going to play him? Or are you just keeping him to keep him? I'm like, I'm keeping I see him to where keep you're him. At. I see where you're at with that. And this was another struggle that I've had over the, over the past week or so. Actually, this past week has been really easy for me to not kill characters because I needed them for Ritz. 
So there's that. But when when it's over, it's you're having multiple character, characters is always great for events where you can repeat and get rewards like this week. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I have I'm having more of a hard time killing characters because most of my characters are level fifty, and at this point, when I roll a new character, I one of the first things I do is buy writing lessons because I absolutely hate. You know, trailing behind in Cyrodiil or just having that super slow mount through that god-awful slow mount speed. And the other thing is my inventory. I always boost up my inventory. So spending that cash, both the in-game gold and crowns... Gets expensive. It gets expensive, so it makes it a little bit more difficult for me to murder characters nowadays. Oh, yeah. 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 I went uh, through and... Yeah. I cleared out the ones I know. I'm like, all right, I'm not going to play you. I have no interest in really playing you, especially with the Necromancer coming out. So I got rid... I think it was... What did I get rid of? A Magic... No. Yeah. A Magicka DPS Templar, I think, is what I ended up deleting. Yeah, it's the one that I, I can't get rid of right now. Because I very I recently leveled my Magicka DPS. Uh, oh, temp. did you? Right. Yeah, Templar. And I, can't, I he was fun. So I'm like, yeah, I might mm. want to revisit this dude. Yeah. So yeah, I'm keeping sure. him. Yeah. Right on. Well, this week on the show... We've got uh, new things. We didn't tell you about it. We didn't even advertise it. In fact, you saw the tweet. Cash punched me in the lip and knocked me out, so I couldn't even tell you about it. Right. But uh, No spoilers. No spoilers. I mean, you you hit me like Mike Tyson in round one, that's, ten seconds in. That's what happens. <laughs> right. So anyway, <laughs> this week on the show, we're talking uh, what we can look look to experience. Good Lord, I dropped my stuff mid-show. Uh, what we can experience, look to experience, and else, elsewhere. And uh, then we're debuting something brand spanking new. We got a new segment on the show. Mm-hmm. It, this has been something that's been requested more than once. And uh, we never forgot about it. Kept it on the back burner. But for those of you... You know what? You're just going to have to wait. You're just going to have to wait. We're going to teach we... you how to change a dirty diaper. That's right. With yeah. only using your toes. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Thank God we're on Twitch. <laughs> the peoples can see. And then we're doing a lore lesson on my eek, the liar. I know this. It was actually, this is another submitted, uh, another submitted, um, Lord lesson. So it's really much appreciated. It's going to be a fun one, though. I'm going to blow your freaking minds about my eek tonight. Mine's already blown. Did you read my notes? Maybe. I like to see them. I like, you know, it's none of your business. I'm going to grab my stuff. i got to grab my pack. Hurry up. My eek does not like to wait. I'm trying. Okay. So, full disclosure, there was like one article all week for news. So, I ain't scared. I ain't scared, man. We went from like one spectrum to the other this week. Last week was two. What was it? It was like two hours. No, probably an hour and a half, hour and forty-five minutes of just news. And then here we go. We got this today. So yeah, well, dude, you and me can BS for another hour. We'll put them to sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we will. <laughs> All yeah. right. So anyway, five can't miss experiences you can have. Exploring elsewhere. <clears throat> I apologize, my voice is getting a little raspy. Uh, this is coming to us from ESO's official website. They said, "Quote: 
With the Elsewhere chapter, you can experience an epic season of the Dragon Story, challenge your team with a new 12-player trial, and master the dark arts with the Necromancer class. However, if you're interested in exploring Kajiti culture in life, there's plenty to be excited about in the new zone too. Check out just some of our travel suggestions below. Alright, so it was kind of like a little bit of a, not a fluff article, well, kind of in a way, but also it's a good way to kind of get you hyped about some of the things you can do in Elsewhere. One of those being is Walk Elsewhere's Warm Sands. Not to be mistaken with Tatooine Sands mm, so from a nice galaxy far, far away. So nice on my feet. I like <laughs> it. In Elsewhere, you can, they say, quote, explore a massive new zone, unlike anything you've seen before in Elder Scrolls. I'm kind of intrigued how much how true that is, you know. I want to know how massive it is. Is like last yeah. time um, when they had some of the live broadcasts with the um, our dearly departed Lord Master. They talked about the size of Merkmire and the size of Somerset, about mm-hmm. how big it was comparatively to some of the other uh, expansions and chapters in the game. And I haven't right. quite heard what the size of Elsewhere is yet. I, f- I, th- I have. Um, I feel like... No, maybe that was Somerset. Now I'm getting my expansions confused. I remember someone referencing Morrowind. The size of Morrowind. Yeah, I think that was Somerset. Was it Somerset? Okay. Yeah, we covered that. Oh, okay. Yep. I kind of lose track after a while. <laughs> well, that was only like uh, four or five months ago, and you thought it was recently, so... Mm. Um, anyway, should probably move mm. on. Mm. You can pass through bulsing palatial cities, desolate canyons, and fertile moon sugar fields. So everyone's going to get high in the moon sugar fields, is what they're saying. Moon sugar, it's only for your coffee, I swear. It's only for the coffee. <laughs> no, no, no. I would like a Consuela Kajiti. I would oh like to my see God. what like. I think <laughs> you should roll one. I think I will not do that thing, Sunny Ray. Lemon pledge. <laughs> Lemon moon sugar. No, no, no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> As you venture across this colorful and, and curious landscape, be sure to visit the northern city of Remen. It's currently under harsh imperial occupation. We talked about that last week. So uh, Abner Tharn, his sister, Euraxia, totally has, for those of you who missed last week, she totally has siege weapons pointed down at the population just to make sure they don't overthrow her. Yeah, she's nasty. Who Here does is, that? You go through that prologue quest, and it is pretty clear that Euraxia is nasty. She's a nasty witch. She's like that. She's like that crazy ex girlfriend or boyfriend. You know what I mean? Well, my, yeah, my crazy ex girlfriend, your crazy ex boyfriend. You got you to gotta spell those out. What? All right, so we're moving on. As you venture, wait, did I read that? I read that. No, I didn't read that. I don't remember. No, I didn't. All right, as you venture across this colorful and curious landscape, I did read that. All right, or take, help me out, or take in a prophecy or two. I'm going to let you burn. (laughs) More fun for me, guy. (laughs) You podcast together for years, and this is how you get traded. All right. Uh, So anyway, you can go check out the Two Moons Temple found deep within the forest of Tenmar Borderlands. I want to see that. I want to see that so bad. So bad. Next, we got Take Down a Dragon. This says, uh, thanks to Admirtharn's meddling, dragons now soar the skies over elsewhere. 
gather your fiercest allies and hunt the scaled beasts in these new zone events. You can find them flying over certain zones. And I like this this whole aspect, the way they're doing this. You have to stalk them. You have to follow them. You have to wait until they land, and then your group pounces. It's like a massive gank fest on a, on a dragon. <laughs> yeah, and is. I love the fact that it, that it takes more players to take down one of these beasties. That lends to the fact of like true overland world bosses where it they're, they're, the difficulty is getting harder and that's that's what we want in this game. Oh yeah. You know Absolutely. because I think like especially with them slowing down the progression of champion points or halting the progression of champion points and then bringing the slowly bringing the difficulty of uh, monsters up. I don't know if that's like part of their plan, but hey, me looking from the outside in, that's kind of what I'm seeing. And that's what we need. We want that oh, true yeah. challenge because, you know, I mean, shoot, I ran a dungeon the other night and I granted, I understand that, you know, it, that these excess champion points don't really mean anything above 810. But yeah. this guy was like 1600 plus champion points. Ooh. And I'm like, okay, this guy clearly knows what he's doing. So, <laughs> There is, there's nothing in the Overland that's going to stop that dude when you've been playing this game for that long. Like, all your... Everything is meta, for the most part. So, there, you know, no solo play is really going to challenge you. That's why I like to see this difficulty level coming up a little bit. Because I have no problem leaving a vet hard mode with my tail between my legs. It happens all the freaking time. But it, it makes me happy. That there's still a challenge to the game after playing it for a long time. I think there. I mean, I think that's kind of um, in a lot of people's. Uh, depending on you know who you talk to and and whatnot, that's kind of the perspective for you know MMO players in general. I mean, at least you want that. I mean, I know for a fact I'm probably never going to see uh, Sunspire hard mode. You know, like that's I maybe that'd be a great goal, but let's be realistic. <laughs> I'm just, I don't know that I'll ever see it, but I love the fact that I know the content is getting harder, and I know that that content is totally available for me. Right. And uh, I don't know. I, I personally think that, yeah, we might see that content if we get carried by some really nice people. If we get <laughs> hard carrying. I'll so if you want to carry me... <laughs> specifically through I'm still this is still the one I want I want Fang Lair Vet yes. Hard Mode yes. No Death Speed Run yes. I have to get that yes so I can yes. get my Worm Cult personality it needs to happen people so if you're super epic all you have to do is email me at Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com and tell me when you're available and you can run it through that if you'd like to hold my hand through content, please leave us a message. If, if that's not entitlement, I don't know what is. Oh, that's right. You do all the work. I do nothing. No, I, uh, I want to earn. I think something like that would be more fun to earn. It's like Maelstrom. Maelstrom on vet. Okay? Yeah. Granted, I wanted to shoot myself in the face about 10 or 20 times in the middle of that whole process, but yeah. I earned it. I freaking yeah. earned it. Yeah. So It means something I, when you earn it. And I haven't been back. Yeah. And you know what? You have one heck of a story. That's the thing. You know, I do. If, we, if, I do. If, we, if you get carried through something, you don't have a story except the fact, yeah, I got carried. But if you sit there and you're getting angry and days and days on end, this is happening. 
you know, you yeah. have one heck of a story. And that's the part that sticks with you, you know, years, years gone in MMOs. I was questioning but, uh, my freaking sanity on that one. I was questioning if I was going to be able to have a co-host for that week. <laughs> Dude, I know. I was so addicted. Like, every, I wasn't even in Discord half the time for that because I was so enthralled with... And it was that last boss. I did fine. Oh, yeah. You know, of course, I had several deaths. But I did fine all the way up until um, last boss, last round. And it's just right. like, oh, my God. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there's that. I love the fact that content's getting harder. Absolutely. So we could also discover the Kajidi people. While elsewhere features an incredible main storyline, you can also check out some awesome standalone adventures as well. These quests will help you gain insight into the wonderful and often puzzling world and culture of the Khajiit and introduce you to many different aspects of life in the Khajiit homeland. As you complete these quests, you'll learn about the history, mythology, and modern-day life of the zone's native inhabitants. To get you started, oh, I bet I know who I'm going to see here. We recommend checking out Maryvale Farms, <laughs> a picturesque moon sugar plantation due east of Valenwood Gate. Mm. You might encounter a familiar face. Hmm. I bet you're going to see somebody that you know hmm. very well. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's sucking on moon sugar lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait. It's going to be so good. So good. There's also all kinds of uh, dells and dungeons. And they go on to say here, elsewhere is an ancient land. And if you're looking for excitement and adventure, adventure, check out one of its five delves or two public dungeons. Ooh. Oh, dude, lore books. I Ooh. cannot wait to read the lore books in elsewhere. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, most solo adventures can explore the delves alone. Adventurers, I'm sorry. Such as the ancient tomb of the serpents. Just watch out for menacing Akaviri spirits. Ooh. <laughs> the dead. Like Super weird that they're putting the dead. More undead mm. for you to raise. More All right, corpses. so if, if you wish to venture into one of the public dungeons, it might be wise to bring a new a team. The monsters that dwell within, such as the skeletal Kajidi warriors and Deidre and Nem- Rimen Necropolis. Can prove challenging for unwary solo adventurers. Unless you have CP level like 1600. Unless you're, yeah. But you know, he's only getting 810 of that. He's only getting 810 of that. No, what I'm saying though is if you're CP 1600, yeah. you've been playing this game long enough to be like in the very top tier of content. So he probably has perfected everything. Everything mm-hmm. golded out. You know, that's all I'm saying. Oh yeah, Absolutely. So it actually goes on to talk over here about more threats that we can look to experience. So dragons aren't the only monsters plaguing the Khajiit, as necromancers and worse await elsewhere's hidden places. The Oh my gosh. Okay. The region is full of Roman bandits, vicious beasts, and undead creatures that plague the local populace. Six world bosses are scattered across the zone that need to be defeated if you want to restore peace. Six world bosses? Six! I love it. That's all. I mean, that's typical for for typical. a chapter or, an ex, or an, a new expansion. Six world bosses. That's awesome. But the thing that catches my fancy here is roaming bandits, because mm-hmm. normally um, mobs in the world are static. I mean, mm-hmm. they may have a path, but roaming bandits. Does this mean that you could be on a road? And you may run into a 
a group of bandits that's traveling that same road or maybe they're maybe they set up ambushes along the road or maybe they have like wider routes Mm. that they take to make it seem more like not like this world is not living and breathing but make it seem like even more of a living and breathing world Mm. you know what i mean like in oh yeah like in the single player games like say skyrim or something when it's particularly like when you're dark brotherhood or or when you're doing your thieves guild quest and you're casing out the joint and mm-hmm. you realize that you're a, either A, your target, the person who lives in that place that you're targeting or your target themselves have a life and they go to sleep and they wake up and they go to a job. How awesome would it see to encounter more of that stuff in this so game? What, what you're wanting is Elder Scrolls Galaxies. Oh, man, you shut your dirty mouth. Because, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, I wouldn't even, like, Galaxies, you know, at that time, it wasn't even really that. It was a sandbox, but it wasn't, um, the NPCs weren't, like, amazing in that game. Right. I mean, they're way better in this game. Way freaking better. And just, you know, because time has evolved, and so is technology. But what I would like to see is kind of more of these people having a schedule that you can kind of pattern and having some of the NPCs out there like these roaming bandits be actually roaming bandits, which is, that's why it piques my interest. Mm -hmm. Is this going to be a thing? Man, wouldn't that be fun to have an RP night where we go to elsewhere to cleanse the roads of bandits? Ooh, just go around with our characters. I'd be down with that. Yeah, I'm waiting with for our RP guild, our, the RP would very quickly turn into ERP because there's a bunch of twisted freaking minds in Lore Seekers. <laughs> Sorry, did <laughs> yeah. I say that out loud? It would I, not. I, I didn't mean to disparage faith. you guys. <laughs> good faith. Anyway, these world bosses, this, we have six world bosses. I'm glad it's not less. You know, I'm glad it's, that's that's the thing. You know, I see six, I'm like, sweet. I dig it. You know, it's not less. So we've got a Deadly Akaviri uh, Swordmasters, Deadly Akaviri Swordmasters. Oh my gosh. A fearsome cinch rot necromancer. Oh my god. <laughs> if you guys don't know what a cinch rot is, there are some uh con there's some concept art on the internet if you were to look up cinch rot where you actually get to see the size of cinch rot um up against like normal things. And it's funny because uh, like when we did our lore lesson on on the Khajiit race, the centrot what the size of Khajiit is compared to the size of an Altmer. Like that's their that's their scale is the size right. of a regular Altmer and the weight of a regular yeah. Altmer. Um so a centrot you could say cuz I'm an Altmer basically in real life. So I'm 6 foot 3 which is probably about average height for an Altmer. And the Centrot is much taller than that of the average Altmer. So basically what I'm saying is that the Centrot Necromancer is probably going to be a giant freaking dead cat. That's a, that's a <laughs> yeah. big old cat, man. Yeah, big it's going awesome. Also can fight m- members of a Khajiit criminal syndicate. Ooh, that sounds like a fun story to tell. Yes, it does. And more. All these bosses have challenging mechanics and abilities. So, yeah. And that's it for the news. That's oh, it. Oh, man, dude. 
Remember how I was talking about like wandering aimlessly? Like I seriously yeah. feel like Mike the Liar right now in my gameplay. When I get done with my Ritz and I start playing on one of my mini tunes, I just feel like I'm wandering <laughs> because yeah, I'm just so excited about this expand or this chapter and the oh, Necro. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Oh. There's, I don't, I, and I say this time and time again. I seriously think when I look at that map, um, that they, I think they put it out uh, as an image. You could probably find it if you Google elsewhere map, but. Also, uh, in the uh, YouTube videos, man, like just the way that this looks, it's like I want to be there and never leave. Yes, I just never want to leave. It looks so incredibly cool. So somebody just said that um, there is a Necromancer world boss uh, picture. Because if I can see what this thing looks like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a thing. Yeah, it was uh, it was our Twitch introduction last week. In image. Oh, I see it. Oh my god, that is proper <laughs> size. See, they did it yeah. a solid. Yep. That is what a centrot looks like. And yep. if if you remember, the centrot is uh, they were they're very very smart, um, Khajiit, and they're born under a certain phase of the moon, but they're just extra large cats. So these cats were used as um, battle mounts. So anyway. There's that. They didn't miss arm day. They missed leg day. They did not miss arm day. And thank <laughs> you, uh, Sobek Rain Fidel, for um, pointing that out. Because now oh, I can see it for myself. There you go. Yeah, thank you so much. All right. Well, it's time. We haven't done a new segment in a Yay! really long I'm time. I'm excited about this one, dude. This is going to be a I cool one. So, we are proud to introduce what we're calling. The Armory. All right. So many of you have asked, can you guys do a segment where, you know, like you, you pick out an armor set of the week and you talk about it? And you know what? Okay. That, that kind of stuck. I'm like, huh. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know, I think that uh, that, may, that may be cool. You know, but we're going to do more than just one. We're going to do two. And we're going to do a PvE set and a PvP set until we run out of PvP sets to talk about. And we'll move on to PvE. <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, so, yeah. Welcome to the Armory. It's a new thing where we're kind of, it's it's kind of brings you back to the ESO 101 days early on in Lore Seekers. And uh, now we're kind of seeing, like, hey, you want to take... Your gameplay the next level. Trying this set. Try this set. You know, if anything, what this is about is educating you about the sets that are out there and the sets we're using and how, you know, we feel about them. But also, you know, maybe you can find that perfect pairing because in Elder Scrolls, at the end of the day, you're going to probably be using two sets plus an undaunted set. Yes. So you want to find something that pairs well. You need to wear underwear and socks in Elder Scrolls Online. Underwear and socks. Yes. And dude, tank. I, I lost my train. Away. Would that be freaking hilarious if they added a sock slot? A sock, <laughs> dude. Don't mind the stockings of truth, <laughs> <laughs> the stockings of infinite wisdom. Oh, dirty socks. Thanks. Oh my gosh, yep. Oh, I don't even oh. have a comeback. That's the Templar's holy socks. Holy crap. All right. So anyway, this is... Dude, I'm on a roll. Shut your mouth. 
<laughs> so yeah, we're going to talk about a couple sets today. We're going to go through these for you and then kind of give you our opinions on them. And I felt like if we were going to do this, we needed to start off with something that really resonates with Cash and I. We yeah. both use sorcerers. I'm now getting back into mine very heavily, probably thanks to you and people killing me in PvP. Oh, and you. yeah, there's a set that sticks out a lot, especially if you're using pets. And this set is called Necropotence. And so if you've never heard about this, first off, before you do anything else, I want you to pause the show. Before you do that, let me say this. Download ESO Helper for your phone. has all the sets listed there. And you can totally see this right in front of you. Wait, what? Catch. On your phone? Yeah, man. I downloaded, I've never downloaded an app. I downloaded this sucker. I've got all, right. all the sets, okay. all the skills. Pause I've got the show. server statuses. <laughs> Pause the show, dude. <laughs> Doing uh, now. Oh my god! How is it that I don't know about this stuff? I don't, it's amazing. It's such an amazing app. If you don't have it, you need it. It's it's an altaholic stream. Why am I? I'm not getting paid for this. Why am I marketing this like it's my own? Okay, say okay. So say this again. ESO helper. Yeah. Okay. They don't have it on iOS. Really. <laughs> A freaking fail! Come on, it's not that hard. Just oh. port it over to people it's with so better good. phones. It's so good. Wait, what? <laughs> Damn it! I was I was really hoping that I was going to get by you, but it didn't. Oh man! So anyway, Necropotence. This is an Overland set. Now, Cash, can you explain to them, everybody listening, what an Overland set is? Absolutely. Yes, so, sir. Overland set means that you can actually farm this. In the open world of Elder Scrolls Online, you don't have to go into uh, any particular dungeon or trial to get this, which equals you can do it solo. So uh, for this particular one, um, it is found in Rivenspire. And Jibs, I'm going to let you continue because what I'm going to do for the folks is I'm going to look up exactly what drops on what. Okay, there you go. So, yeah, you can find this in Rivenspire, Argonian style. You can find this in your jewelry. You can find this in weapons and light armor, okay? Now, this was one of the first sets. I'll never forget when I got my Sork up to max. Cash is like, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get you gear. And this is the set we're going to get you. And it was Necropotence. Never will forget. It was my PvE set. And... It also is used in PvP. Really? This goes either way. PvE or PvP. If you are a sorcerer, and you or Really, if you are a class that has a pet of some sort, you are going to want this yeah. set. Yes. It's a good set. Incredibly. Um, if you are running a Magicka Warden... And uh, I know there's probably only about five of us that play Magic Awardens out there, which is fine. Um, this is a massive set because you're always running pets on a Magicka um, Warden. So, where to find it? We've already mentioned that it's in Rivenspire, but this same theme is going to repeat for any Overland set. So, take note of what I'm about to say because it really does help. Um, delve bosses in the zone where the, where your pieces drop. Delve bosses have a chance to drop wastes or feet 
from that set piece in the zone that they're located in. So in Riven Spire, if you go to a delve, you're going to get either a waste piece of Necropotence or um, like shoes of Necropotence. Um, each boss also has a small chance to drop a unique set piece, which sometimes have additional bonuses to them. Overland group bosses, these are those world bosses that we talk about, have 100% chance to drop a head, chest, legs, or a weapon set piece from the zone that we are located in. Now, keep in mind that Necropotence is not the only Overland set that drops in Rivenspire. There are others. I think usually there's like three different Overland sets that will drop. So... An Overland group boss has a 100% chance to drop head, chest, legs, or weapon set piece from the zone that they're located in. Now, if you go into the public dungeons in this zone, those bosses have a chance to drop shoulder, hand, or weapon set piece. Now, this one is very important if you're farming particular uh, weapon sets or, for, or, farmer, or armor sets. Um, treasure chests. Do not pass them up. Treasure chest in the area or treasure chest gained from defeating dark anchors um, both have different types of things that they'll drop in respect to these sets. So treasure chest from dark anchors will drop a ring or an amulet set piece from the zone. And treasure chest just found out in the world have a chance to grant any set piece in the zone. And they kind of break this down a little bit. Simple chests have a chance to drop a one item set piece. Intermediate chests have a good chance to drop an item set piece. Advanced and master chests have a guaranteed chance to drop the set piece. Keep in mind, if you also have the treasure hunter uh, champion point passive, all the chances that I just talked about above will be improved. So, do it. There you go. Yeah, and yeah. you know what? If you're if you're like Jibs and you're like, mm, I don't want to farm. Just go to a guild trader. You can buy it. <laughs> oh my god, you're so lazy. You're so <laughs> lazy. I get or, exactly what I want, and I go. You do, or if you don't have the time, this there is the go. way to do it. But yeah. normally, yep. in I would say in a lot of communities, I know this is the way it is in Lore Seekers community. If somebody needs help farming something. There's always somebody or multiple people like, yeah, let's go do it. Let's do, let's do it right now. Let's go do, you know, go run yeah. your dungeon 10 times to yeah. get you your stuff. Um, unless it's Fang Layer on Vet Hard Mode, no death speedrun. Mm. Turns out you don't get many takers on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that day we were queuing up with Lore Seekers and we're like, all right, we're just going to bust through these pledges. We're going to be great. You know, hopefully we get the one we want, and so we do the random queue, and we get freaking scale caller. Yeah, it's and we spend the next down. hour and what was it, like hour, hour and a half just <laughs> going through that thing. Yeah, oh, I do. Remember my gosh, that. yeah, okay. that was good times. So anyway, this set is if you're considering running something with a pet, you definitely need to try the set. It's a lot of fun. If you're wearing two pieces, it's going to give you 1,096 maximum magic. three pieces, another. I'm just going to say 2K. 2K Max Magica. Four pieces. Another 2K Max Magica. And then here's the kicker. Here's the part why you really wear this set with a pet. At five set pieces, it doesn't matter. It, that could be made up of your rings, your you know your jewelry, your 
your uh, back piece, or back pieces if we have cloaks, um, your chest, you know, your pants, boots, whatever. While you have a pet active, your maximum magicka is increased by 3150. I would love cloaks in this game. Oh my gosh. But, right? Oh no, they say no capes. Okay. No capes. No capes. But yeah. Um, my gosh, I, I've gotten fat. I agree with Jibs. Um, right now, I'm running um, Necro. I mean, that set bonus is, is amazing. It's basically 6,500 max magicka that you get just for wearing this. Um, yeah. You're wearing a five-piece set. And I'm running Necropotence and... Um, uh, what's the set? The magicka set from um, Cloudrest. Oh, um, we were just talking about yesterday. Um, it's not all the remakes. Way, it's not Reliquins. No, way, no. Crap, I'm on the spot. I forget. I know, I hate it when I'm on the spot. It's like on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, it's not. Oh, Samson, it, Samsonite. No, okay. Yeah, I'll find it right now. I'll find it. Samsonite, way off. All right, Dumb and Dumber. Somebody's going to totally say went it. over your head. Somebody's going to say totally it. Totally went over your head. Reliquins. That's the name of it. Reliquins, right? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, you're right. It's Reliquins. So there. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So I'm running Necro and Reliquins, and it is pretty damn good. Yeah. There you go. So anyway, try Necropotence. Fun set. Totally worth running. I dig it. So the next set we're looking at, this is the PvP set. Um, it can also be PvE. And that's called Law of Julianos. This is a craftable set you're going to craft this thing, you got to go to Rothgar. I was just there doing this on the writ, a master writ the other day. Uh, Rothgar, the Boreal Forge. You must have six traits if you want to craft this thing. and it, So it's going to require the Rosinium DLC to be able to make it. Um, this can be found in your weapons, jewelry, uh, light, medium, and heavy armor. Okay? So, if you are, like... I saw someone asking something the other day and... It was, what was it? Is it, like, is it possible to run a heavy armored Templar? And this set kind of allows that. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. So, what this does, and I'm running this right now on my Sork, on my experimental Sork build, which is... Sororius. Sorry. Sororius. Freaking Sororius. That's what it is. There you go. Sorry. I totally meant to interrupt you. (laughs) <laughs> two items you get 833 spell crit three items you get more max magicka four items another 833 spell crit and five items 299 spell damage i'm gonna tell you right now my experience with this set if it's combined appropriately oh man you hit so hard you hit right. so hard yeah uh, you have a super high spell crit Coupled with a decently to very high spell damage. When most of your hits are critical, you tend to do a little damage. So, yep. And Julianos is it, it's one of those go-to sets where, it, number one, it's easy to get. Because you can craft it or you can have it crafted for you. Um, but it's one of those sets that people will put on when they're, you know, leveling up or when maybe they're a fresh 50 until they go in and they can, you know, find those other sets that they want in dungeons and farm those ones that are a little more difficult to get. 
like Sororias. And then they mm-hmm. come right back to something like Giuliano's just because of how freaking good Giuliano's is. Yeah. So I know many top tier players that are still using Giuliano's in some respect. Yeah. Yeah. I'm using it. I'm trying to remember what I have it combined with. Um, but uh, anyway, it's. I think, look, at the end of the day, you know, what we're going to be giving you here is just kind of like ideas. Or maybe we're really introducing you to new sets. And that's great because that's also the other point of this. But really, what makes ESO so special is that you're going to make your character up, you know, the way that you want, top to bottom. But you're going to pick a couple different sets. And the way that those mingle together, that's what's really going to make your character. You know, and, and I'm finding that out with this experimental Sork build. Holy crap. A um, lot of fun. Hits like a freaking truck. Never seen this used. Never tried it before. And I just threw it together. I'm like, oh my gosh, this works. And that's kind of the beauty of ESO. You're going to try things, and it works really well. You end up like, hey, all right, cool. I have my set that I'm happy with, you know, for the foreseeable future. Yeah, and I feel like we've we've gotten to that point uh, with ESO now that we've followed enough builds to now be able to either help others with their build for sure or dabble in some of our own builds. Which, yeah. Which make it it makes it really fun. And I yeah. I have no problem saying that most of the builds that I have tried on my own with my own skills not following anybody's particular build uh, are crap. And I always end up back with somebody else's build. But it's still helping me to understand why. It's like, okay, so you should have one skill from this particular skill line on both bars so you get some type of a bonus. So, like, Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. when I'm doing my own builds, I'll set my builds up on both bars. And then I will switch weapons and then look at my stats as I switch weapons to see what changes. Because you want things right. to be relatively the same, unless yeah. like you know your front bar is your damage only bar and your back bar is your healy buffy bar. Mm-hmm. You know, then you really don't care about some of the some of the damage bonuses and stuff on your back bar. But that's all I'm saying is that it's really nice to follow somebody's build and then dabble yourself because you make yourself that much better of a player when you understand things. At that right. deep of a yeah. level. Right. Yeah. And and also, you know, it, I mean, we could go on forever here, but that's that's also the great part about, you know, just the MMO genres as a whole. You know, you're just sitting there and you're just trying things with your characters. You're going through everything and you're just spending time learning. And so, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's it, man. That's, uh, that's the first uh, little rendition of Armory. Hope you enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, we'll bring this back based on your feedback. We'll see what uh, everyone thought. So... I enjoyed it. You know what we should do, bud, is um, I I really I really did enjoy that, too, by the way. Those were really good picks. Um, And I assume possibly next time we do this, you're going to do a stamina set. Yes. Oh, I did magic. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, 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 no. I think that's fantastic because we can we can focus on. I don't know. It's just a thought. This is me thinking out loud and we're doing show notes with with our people right now. Live on the show. Live Why on not? the show. But we Welcome could always do, you know, one week we focus on magic sets and next week we focus on um, stamina sets. There you go. Maybe you go. a tanking so, set. I don't know. I don't know. Don't judge me. I don't know. All right. So <laughs> anyway, we want to know what you think. You can always call us at 765-382-6961. 
Or you can email us, like a lot of you do, all the time. <laughs> LordSeekersPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, oh, yeah, by the way, Mail Carrier may stop in next week. So uh, if you, there's a burning question that you have to get out. Call us or email us. And if we like what we hear or see and it fits in the show, well, we'll use it next week. I like when you say that because it, to me, it, to the peoples, it alludes to the fact that um, some of the emails or voicemails that we get, um, you hate. <laughs> just <laughs> don't want to say it. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's not true. It's just sometimes we just don't have like room for a certain topic or something, but we always try and answer our mail. Sometimes we miss one or two. But we try and answer our mail. Yeah, we so. do. It's hard to keep up sometimes. To be honest with you, full disclosure, it, really your email, it depends on how it flows with the show. And I guess, again, this is behind the scenes with Lore Seekers. So I am going to pair emails based off the flow of the show and flow of questions. And, uh, you know, so it makes sense and it feels right in the show. So. I'm not going to lie. We'll get some that where people are talking about lore. And I'm reading it and I'm like having to read it again. And it just <laughs> right over my head. I'm like, I What? <laughs> You're so smart. What? Check out the big brain on that guy. Yep. Bigger than mine. Bigger than mine. I appreciate the emails. But uh, anyway, all right. So I'm done. I'm ready for my lore lesson. I'm excited about this one. I'm ready. All right. I'm going to step back. Are you ready? Yeah. Hang on one second. I got to do one thing first. Yes. Well, that sounds like a a whiskey. (laughs) This is a whiskey bottle opening. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you can hear that. Oh my God. Me a cup? I know. I'm going to smell like a distillery when I walk out of here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Welcome to the tavern. <laughs> okay, so um, I was Ugh. super excited about this one. Actually, hang on. Let me summon a lore book here real quick. Step yeah, back, probably, Jibs. God, you, all right, I was all right, in I'm freaking st- way. Okay, all, all right. Here I'm we back. go. Ready? Here we go. Okay. So um, I'm really pretty excited about this one. And um, this was a reply to our call for more topics for lore because it really does make it easy on me every week when I don't have to scour the interwebs for um, things to do topics on. And we really do want to hear the things that you want to learn more about. So this week we are doing a lore lesson that was suggested by Victorious Viking from the Lore Seekers Guild. Thank you very much, my friend. And sir, we're doing Lore Lesson number 51 on Maik the Liar. And I aim to blow your freaking mind about Maik in this particular one. Um, there's lots of really interesting theories, and we're going to cover the bigger ones. First, some quotes from Maik. Greetings. Maik knows many things. What is your interest? You seek knowledge. Maik has much. Some of it verified by actual facts. The next one. I have seen dragons. Perhaps you will see a dragon? I won't say where I saw one. Perhaps I did not. Or, my personal favorite, you wish to become a lich? It's very easy, my friend. Simply find the heart of a lich, combine it with the tongue of a dragon, and cook it with the flesh of a well-ridden horse. This combination is certain to make you undead. 
<laughs> or there is also uh, one about Nord beards. Nords are so serious about beards. So many beards. Maik thinks they wish they had glorious manes like Kajit. So if you've braved the wilds of Tamriel, in any respect, you have certainly run into the elusive, yes, yet very, very informative, to a certain extent, Maik the Liar. He has been a staple in Elder Scrolls Online and definitely a notorious source of false information in Morrowind, Oblivion, Skyrim, and also our beloved Elder Scrolls Online. In those games is where he was introduced. Now, he was first introduced as an Easter egg, but Mike the Liar has served as a way for the developers to provide commentary about the Elder Scrolls series. And I have some examples. First, we're going to talk about what he looks like. Maik the Liar is very unique looking for a Khajiit. He has facial features and markings of a tiger, a bobcat, and a leopard combined. He usually is dressed in robes with a long hood draped across his shoulders. He speaks in the third person. And Maik loves to share his opinion on a very wide variety of topics from the goings-on in Tamriel to hidden messages from the developers of the game regarding hot topics in the series. For example, there was a reference that Maik did for endless discussions by players about whether or not children should be included in the game as NPCs. And Maik says... Maik believes the children are our future, but he doesn't want them ruining all of our fun. He actually, I don't remember what game it was, but he actually said that in one of these games, alluding to the developer's comments about the arguments that were going on in the forums. Wasn't it Oblivion? Sounds great. All right, cool. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't, I'm sure I could reference it, but I'm not sure which one it came from. Um... Now, here's an interesting one, and this is where some of the theories start to emerge about Maik. So the age of Maik the Liar is not truly known. It hasn't been confirmed. In Skyrim, one of his lines clears up any questions about his reoccurrence in numerous games with vastly different timelines. And he says, Maik's father was also called Maik as was Maik's father's father. At least, that is what his father said. So that at least gives you three to four generations of Maik, giving support to the fact that Maik in each game may be different than the other. So why do, why do they feel the need to do that? Well, when you put the timeline of the appearances of Maik in all the games into perspective, he first appears in the Elder Scrolls in ESO. Although it's the latest game, ESO's timeline is much more early than a lot of the other timelines in Elder Scrolls games. So this means across the span of all the games where Maik has showed up, if it was the same Maik throughout the whole series, then Maik the Liar would be over a thousand years old, which is abnormally long for any lifespan of a Khajiit. So here's the first fun fact about the Khajiit, and it has to do with their lifespan. Khajiit are considered pseudo-mer. I did not know this. They are considered... What? 
descendants of elves, meaning that they originate from the same ancestors as the Bosmer. For this reason, it is very likely that Khajiit can live as long as other elven kind around roughly 200 to 300 years. Wow. Mind blown. Yep. Like, whoa, I'm not done blowing your freaking mind. I'm telling you, this was a wormhole. And this is what I love about Elder Scrolls lore. To further support the fact that there are several Maiks throughout Tamriel's history, a public dungeon in Davin's Watch, which we can go to and explore, yeah, that's in Stone Falls, by the name of Crowswood, has a Maik Easter egg. There is an inscribed flute within the Crowswood that reads, A gift from Maik to his son, Maik. Which further implies that Maik may not be the same one as the previous however related to the previous. Okay. Now, could this all be a ruse? Could it all be a lie? Could it actually be the same Maik game after game? Perhaps Maik is actually over a thousand years old. There is a lot of speculation in the Elder Scrolls world of lore that Maik the Liar struck a deal with the Daedric Prince for his immortality. Some believe that Maik the Liar has actually achieved the state of Kim. Now, Kim, when you see it in the lore, is spelt C-H-I-M, but it's actually pronounced Kim. I'm going to talk more about Kim coming up pretty soon. But perhaps Clavic is vile. Maybe Hermias Mora. Maybe the wacky Sheagorath had something to do with the reason that Maik has lived for over a thousand years. Perhaps these tales of Maik being his father's son from one generation to the next are nothing but a ruse to the player. Now, the next fun fact. We're going to talk about Kim. Kim, C-H-I-M, is a state in which one can break free of all known laws and corruptions of oblivion. So it means you don't have to follow the rules anymore. The rules of anything. You are your own entity. In other words, it's godhood. One in this state, the state of Kim, is free to manipulate the Arbus. The Arbus is the universe of Elder Scrolls itself, which encompasses Mundus, Oblivion, the Void, and Aetherius. All these things encompassed are the Arbus. So in this state of Kim, one is free to manipulate the Arbus as they please. Now, two very famous personalities, this will help put it into perspective, two very famous personalities in Elder Scrolls on, or the Elder Scrolls universe itself, were known to have achieved this state of Kim, this godhood, and two of those were Vivek and Talos. So that kind of explains to you the grandeur of achieving Kim. I'm going to go into why some believe that Maik the Liar has actually achieved Kim. Maik can't remember his childhood. Perhaps he never had one. Another famous quote from Maik. This is a curious statement from Maik. And this this one happens in Skyrim. If you reference Vivek when he ascended to godhood, he was said to have wiped any memory of himself as a child and that once he had achieved godhood, he had just always been a god. So perhaps this statement made by Maik is unrelated. Perhaps it's just him being silly. 
Or maybe it alludes to the fact that he has actually achieved that godhood and has zero memory of his former life. Another fact alluding to Maik's god status is his deep overall knowledge of history and lore in Tamriel. He knows a ton. Knowledge in these many topics over several thousands of years may also hint that Maik was actually present during some of the most influential times in history. This also is an additional step needed to ascend to godhood. And I have a clip right here for you. Maik knows much and tells some. Maik knows many things others do not. Okay, wormhole. This is where you can truly dive into a wormhole. And I watched several videos and read several articles about this very thing. There is a theory that Maik the Liar is actually Lorcan himself, cursed by the gods to wander the world. Now, remember that Lorcan <laughs> had a very large part in creating the world that we play in. Um, here is a quote from the Monomyth, which is a lore book from Skyrim about the gods in creation. After the world is materialized, Lorcan is separated from his divine center, sometimes involuntarily, and wanders the creation of Etada. That is exactly what Maik does. He's seemingly separated from his divine center, and he undoubtedly wanders Tamriel. Uh, Very interesting. Yeah, buddy. I have more for you, though. There's a lot of evidence here, and it's actually really freaking cool. Do tell. The Sigic Endeavor. This is a method in which one can transcend the mortal boundaries and achieve the coveted state of Kim. So in order to achieve Kim, one must go through this Sigic Endeavor, which also lends to the absolute power of the Sigic Order and their practice. When one is achieving Kim, they are known to break free from all laws and corruptions of the universe, as we talked about, and gain the ability to manipulate reality as they please. The whole point of achieving Kim is to obtain knowledge of the universe from a third-person perspective, such as an observer looking in and seeing all. More evidence suggests that Maik the Liar shows many signs that he has achieved Kim. For example, transcending time and being present for over a thousand years. Maik also possesses that vast amount of knowledge that we talked about of both history and the world of Tamriel, but he also seems to be able to relate to the gameplay and the players themselves having that outside-in perspective. Mm. Here's another quote. Maik prefers to adventure alone. Others just get in the way, and they talk, 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 talk. This may refer to the long-standing complaint that Bethesda didn't want to add multiplayer. Maik knew about it. Here's another example. Maik knows much, tells some. Maik knows many things others do not. That is a massive Easter egg right there. If you're looking into the theory that Maik is Lorcan. This may refer to how he's just an Easter egg added to respond to questions from the Bethesda forums. But is it something more? I love it. Okay. <laughs> Dude, it's so good. I, I freaking love it. I mean, what a grand perspective of Maik now. So 
whether or not you decide that this is a conspiracy or not, you cannot deny that the history and mystery behind Mike the Liar is incredible. He is he is a crazily unique character in, in the world and is a source of entertainment for all of us. And speculation now, hopefully, make you ask some questions about who he is and where he comes from. Um, could he actually be the god that some say he is? Or is he simply part of the lineage of a Khajiit with one aimless purpose? To mystify us with unending anecdotes and misinformation. Maik wishes you well. Mm. Yeah. Interesting one, Ooh. huh? Yeah. I, uh... <laughs> I, I have a whole new perspective and like desire to not only see my in game but I just I know it I feel like it kind of makes sense when it you know it, it it doesn't make sense but it does you know it's like I as a character he doesn't make sense you know what I mean the way he talks but like I know n- now everything just kind of like comes full circle this is like Princess Leia right now whispering in Han's ear I know I I know I know. Good job. Actually, actually was it, was, good. It, was, it was the other way around. <laughs> that was Han, that was Han whispering here. Oh yeah, I know. So anyway, true that. Good job. Thanks, man. I, I I really I started to get into that one a little bit, and I'm like, God, man, I don't know if there's going to be too too much lore on him. And then I just yeah. started watching YouTube video after YouTube video, and I go, Oh, this is some rich crap right here. <laughs> I'm going to no blow kidding. minds. So hopefully. You know, this character that we just see out in the world that we think is just a mundane kind of a dummy, it opens up some incredible perspective to what Mike the Liar might actually be. Oh, agreed. 100%. Well, everybody, thank you all so much for hanging out with us another week of Lore Seekers. You know, I just... uh, I'll talk about it in a minute. All right, so anyway, if you enjoyed this show, we know you choose all kinds of outlets to listen, and we appreciate that so much. If you're choosing to use iTunes, though, we appreciate you. We want to hear from you. We want to see some reviews. So uh, for every five-star review that we get, we show you some love with a shout-out on the show. And um, we got a couple here. So the first one's from Sergeant Courtney from the USA. Courtney says, Definitely one of the better Elder Scrolls podcasts. I'm developing a drinking game and will update my review when I complete the rules. Okay. <laughs> Looks like we're going to be getting <laughs> shitty on the podcast pretty soon. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> uh, next one's from Baruka from the USA. Thanks, Courtney. Cash and Jibs. Yeah, thank you, Courtney. Uh, Baruka from the USA says, Cash and Jibs do a great job of sharing ESO lore in a way that is relatable and easy to grasp. Of course, they also cover the news and bring us up to speed on their latest adventures as well. Overall, they are overwhelmingly positive force in the community and truly make Tamriel a better place for all of us. And as a new player and someone who is really enjoying learning about the game, I couldn't have asked for a better podcast. Five stars easy. Thanks so much. Thank you. Much appreciated. Yeah, we really appreciate that, guys. Thank you very much. Very interested in this drinking game now. I'm new. I'm kind of concerned. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> you can always call us again. Be sure to get your emails, your voicemails in. I want to hear more of your vocals. You know, I want to hear your voice. So call us 765 382 6961. Try to keep your voicemails to around a minute or less if possible. And uh, you can also email us, loreseekerspodcast at gmail.com. You can join our guild. we got a community that I, I don't know if it just took a giant shot of nitrous in addition to what it was already taking, but it seems like <laughs> our apps 
It just went nuts. It's so, moon sugar. It's moon sugar, I swear. It's not skooma. I, I'm not I making guess. skooma. I yeah, guess, you are. Yeah. <laughs> They're if snorting it, I think, now, because there's been a ton of people coming yeah. in the lore seekers. And, it's been a lot. ooh, let's allude to something. If you oh, listen to okay. us from across the pond in the EU, we have yeah. some amazing news coming to you very, very soon. Wink, wink. Wait for it. Big winks. Yeah. Big winks. Uh, particularly yes. if you bleed green or... Yeah. Mouse keyboard. 66.6% of our goals for EU will be handled. There you go. <laughs> there so, you go. Decipher the math oh, and the colors. My gosh. There you go. Well, you can all... <laughs> you can learn more about our guild, our community. Doesn't matter if you're EU or not. We welcome all. LoreSeekersPodcast.com forward slash guild. All you have to do for the, the uh, app pl- process is download the Discord app. Join the server. All that will be linked to the bottom. And then in apply to guild, type slash apply. That's going to PM you the uh, Discord app. And you fill it out. Finish it. It comes to us. We look it, look it over. If we like what we see, you're in. That's it. Um, you, what? You, you, gonna, you got something? You- Dude, I, I'm just I'm going to throw this out there. And this is alluding back to our lore lessons super quick. Um, the real white guar in our chat is just absolutely nailing it with this theory. That Mike the liar is Lorcan, and I'm just shout out, dude. I, you nailed it. So anyway, nice. Yep, so stoked. I love it. That's good stuff. You can find this show wherever podcasts are available. That is including Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, gosh, Cast Castbox. Uh, what else? We're all over. What'd you call me? It, where you heard me? You can follow us on Twitter. Myself at Jibs IRL Cash at Lord Seeker Cash with a K. The show at Lord Seeker Cast. And Cash is running our Instagram with, at LoreSeekers slash LoreSeekers. It is please, please. at LoreSeekers, and I'm running it terribly over the last week. <laughs> so there you go. Don't worry about it, people. I'll get to it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, everybody, thank you all so much for listening. I love being in this world of LoreSeekers content, creating for you, being a part, meeting you, talking with you, getting voicemails, just hearing from you. You make this a special thing every single week and it bums me out to know that we're leaving for another week but hey you have a great week stay safe be awesome and uh give somebody a hug this week and just whisper in their ears real soft this is from cash f hips in (laughs) safe travels friends dilly freaking dilly And cut. You're a fucking weirdo. You know that? Good job. <laughs> Bonafide weirdo. Oh, oh my God. <laughs>